From the very start of my journey into exploring communication and how to preach better, I've always been somewhat fascinated with the idea of being able to preach without notes. And I've experimented a lot with it myself and have attempted to reduce the amount of notes that I allow myself to use and preach almost entirely without reference to my notes, even though they're with me when I preach. If you have a desire to preach without notes, and this is something that you want to learn how to do, in this episode and in the next, I'm gonna show you exactly how to do it. First of all, why would you want to preach without notes? We'll talk about that. And then if this is something that you desire to do, and I think it's a worthwhile endeavor, I'm gonna show you in this episode and in the next one, which is gonna be part two of this, how to do it with a systematic approach and how to do it progressively over time so that, you know, let's say like three, six months from now, you're preaching almost entirely without looking at your notes. If that's something you wanna do, stick around. My name's Lane, this is episode 97 of the Preaching Donkey Podcast. So great to have you here. If you are just joining us, be sure to subscribe. Also go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Pick up my 21 day guide to creating killer sermons is the three weeks, three step process that will help you to create and deliver compelling messages that will captivate and inspire your listeners to life change. That's at preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, totally free, my gift to you. Thanks for stopping by. All right, let's jump into how to preach without notes. So what I wanna do is I wanna set a stage for you. I wanna kind of walk you through something that I want to walk you through a picture of what typically an unprepared preacher looks like when they get up to preach. And this is from an article that I wrote over at preachingdonkey.com back in March of 2018. So nigh on five years ago, I wrote this, but it's still very um, relevant today. So here we go. This is the picture I want you to see. We've all seen this happen. The preacher walks up to the stage with a Bible, or maybe the, these days like you know, his phone or his iPad, but whatever. A Bible, some pieces of paper, and a binder. He spends the first few seconds placing everything on the podium. While he's doing this, the audience is mostly looking up at the top of his head as he looks down. So the picture, if you're watching on YouTube, what you see is largely this, okay? He walks up, he's getting everything situated. Welcome everybody, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to whatever. Setting this up, setting that up. I've seen people really make a show of this. I mean, they're just like setting up their whole life. And everybody's just kind of watching the top of their head while they organize their pulpit. Drives me crazy. But we'll get more into that in a second. As he begins, he reads from one piece of paper, looks up, finds another one in his binder, reads it, looks up again, then looks down for his next idea. Aside from the sloppiness and seemingly unprepared vibe this gives off, it also risks not engaging the audience. And the reason why is because if you think about the picture that I just painted, this person gets up there and for the first several seconds of his sermon, there's no engagement. It's just logistics. He's just up there doing logistical, practical you know, work to try to get organized while everyone watches. And maybe he manages to mumble out a good morning or a turn in your Bibles to Luke 15, but there's not really much of an engagement during perhaps the most vital few seconds you have to capture people's attention. I mean, Imagine if you clicked onto this video and instead of me saying, 
you know, what I said, which was something to the effect of, I've always been fascinated with the idea of preaching without notes. And if that's something you want to learn how to do, I'll teach you in this episode and in the next. Imagine if instead of doing that, you clicked onto this video and what you saw was, all right, okay, let's see. Welcome to the video. Um, here in a second, we're going to be talking about how to preach without notes. Um, if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to um, a passage and all right, let me see here. Let me get this other thing. That's pretty unengaging, right? Like you, you probably wouldn't have stuck around for the video. If you're listening, you know, you, you probably would have just been like, I'm wasting my time. But that's how we start our sermons, right? That's how a lot of kind of unprepared pastors. And, and what I will say is this, I've seen this happen where a lot of times it's pastors who preach every single week Sometimes you see this a lot with like older pastors who just have a routine of getting themselves settled in before they start speaking. Don't know why this is the case. Don't know why this became a thing. Do not do it. Make every attempt to not start your sermons by piddling around with your notes. It is one of the most unengaging things you can do. Now, Let's contrast that scenario with the preacher who gets up on stage and speaks with clarity and command of the room, engages everyone with eye contact and energy, and you never see him look down, fumble through pages, or read from anything but the Bible, right? You might just see him glance down at his notes only to look back up and re-engage with everyone. And if he does look down, it's to read from the text of the, of the Bible and almost nothing else entirely. If you contrast those two ideas, one is going to engage you right away and the other one is going to risk losing you from the very start. From a communications perspective, the preacher in our first scenario is far less likely to connect with his listeners. He is missing a vital aspect of capturing people's attention immediately. In fact, the first 90 seconds of any message are the most important for gaining and keeping the attention of the audience. You can see how to make better use of those crucial moments in a post that I did, an episode that I did about the first few seconds of your sermon. I think it's called how to get the most out of, how to kick your sermon off, start your sermon for the most impact. Considering the fact that I'd like to avoid making the fatal mistakes the preacher in the first scenario made, I began to be intrigued with, with this idea. So I started asking myself this question, which is this, what if I could train myself to not need notes at all? What if I could prepare in such a way that I could deliver a message and never look down, but maintain eye contact and physical engagement with my listeners from start to finish? What if you could too? So that's kind of the question that we're going to ask ourselves. That's the working question we're going to ask ourselves with these two episodes, which is, what if I could prepare in such a way that, well, first of all, what if I could train myself to not need notes at all? And to do that, what if I prepared in such a way that I could deliver a message and never look down at my notes, but maintain eye contact and physical engagement with my listeners from start to finish? And what if you could do that too? So I began to train myself to not use notes, and I want to share with you how to preach without notes. But first, I need to address one objection you may have. This is, this is the objection you may have. And by the way, this is totally fine because I kind of created like a caricature 
of a fumbling around with his notes pastor. And that is not everybody who uses notes. And so I don't want to be unfair because there are some who handled notes well. And you might be saying, I'm, I actually don't do what you're saying. I handle my notes very well. So you, you might say, wait, you might be thinking the preacher in the first scenario is bad with notes, but I'm good with notes. And what I can say is, so am I. Like, I'm really good with notes. They're on one page. They're in my Bible. I rarely look at it. Um, and like, th this is the, the last sermon I did a couple weeks ago. And these are my notes. They fit in my Bible. I've been doing it this way. If you're, if you're not watching, if you're listening on the podcast, it's just a one-page landscape, two columns in my Bible with a string. Um, this is very old school, right? A lot of people have moved on to iPads. And I'm still doing this. And you know why? It's because this is the most fail-safe thing that I have found. That if I can get everything on one page, and I'll talk about how I use these notes because really these notes serve as a fail-safe that I rarely ever look at, but they're there in case I lose my train of thought and they're color-coded and they're designed for me to glance and pop back up, not read. The only thing I read is when there's text, like scripture. But I also don't really prefer to read it from here. I prefer to read it from the onstage monitor, but I don't always have that depending on where I'm speaking. So I'm good with notes. So let me just say that. Like it's okay to be good with notes. And the goal is not always to just not have notes. I know some people like Andy Stanley gets up there, has no notes at all, just has his onstage monitor and his brain. I would really struggle in that situation because I just know that there would be things that I planned to say, wanted to say, illustrations that I would have that would just like escape my mind in the moment. And if I had nothing to fall back on, I would really be in a bad place and I would kind of panic and I wouldn't preach as good of a sermon. So the goal is not to have no notes at all. It's to have as few notes as it takes to be ready when you get up there so that you're not constantly tied to the notes. You only have them when and if you need them and you're able to engage in the moment. So if you say, if you hear this and you say, listen, I'm great with notes, I would say, so am I. I'm awesome at it. And one last thing, the reason why I, I prefer paper still, even today, and by the way, I have digital backups of this. Like if I lost my Bible, and I've, I've had nightmares about this, right? Um, like you lose your Bible. I mean, I've got it on Google Sheets. I can pull it up on my phone. I can pull it up on an iPad. The reason why I haven't switched over to an iPad yet is two reasons. One, I really do like the visual of a, a physical Bible. I think it gives a it gives an authority to what I'm doing that goes beyond just I'm I'm go, like looking through an iPad. Nothing wrong with an iPad. Nothing wrong with I, with an iPhone. That's how I read my Bible. So I'm not I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying I I, I still like the visual of like a leather bound paper Bible because it just communicates like. This is not my ideas, like I'm getting this from the word. The other reason why is because this is like, it's fail safe because this paper, I'm not gonna lose, like, unless like I lose this Bible somewhere, which I do have a backup for, but unless I lose it, like when I'm up there, I'm not gonna lose my place on this paper. Like the paper is just paper, it just is. Whereas an iPad, like it could lock up, I could uh, inadvertently like click the wrong thing or scroll up too far or scroll down too far, or it could like, you know, the app that I would be using to 
to uh, present my sermon could freeze up. Anything could happen. And so I just like the fail-safe that nothing can happen with this paper. I also like that it's one page, which there's a discipline here where I have to get every single thing I do on one page, which provides me a set of parameters that I cannot go past. So it keeps my notes from being too long. We'll get more into that in a little bit. I want to make it clear that I don't think notes are bad. In fact, a lot of preachers use notes extensively, and they do it well. Sam Storms at Bridgeway Church in Oklahoma City is no longer the pastor there, I don't think, but I use this as an example a lot because he's someone who uses an entire manuscript when he preaches, and he does it excellently and engagingly. So he literally reads from a manuscript, and he writes out every single word he's going to say, and then he reads it. But it's super engaging because he looks up a lot. He adds things to it. He's not, you're not just staring at the top of his head as he looks down and reads a piece of paper. There's more to it than that. So it takes skill, but he can do that. So if you're a person that you're like, look, I love working with my notes. Great. I'm speaking to you if you want to break away from your notes, because I think there's a lot of benefit to that. My notes were already much more minimal than a full manuscript. As I stated above, I was good at navigating them smoothly, but I began to experiment with ways to not use my notes at all. Because regardless of how well I handled my notes, I still found myself depending on them, which meant diverting my attention away from my audience onto something that only I could see. And this is the distinction that I make, and this is an important distinction. The distinction that I make is that anytime I'm looking at something that my listeners are not also looking at is a distraction. So here's what I mean. When I'm reading from my notes, right, and they can't see my notes, only I can see my notes, I'm now not looking at them, and I'm looking at something that they can't see. I would much prefer to look at them and say whatever's on my notes, whatever I prepared to say, because now I'm looking at them and I'm saying it. I hope that makes sense. Now, a way to get around this is the onstage monitor, right? Where you have like a TV next to you, big 60-inch TV, where when you're draw, you know, doing an idea, you're looking at it, you're drawing everybody's attention into it, and you're saying, here's the text, here's the thing, here's the point. That's a really helpful way to avoid that. And it's a really helpful way to not use notes per se, but use presentation media that is different than just big screens, okay? Because like every church has like big screens and that's cool, but it's hard to like point to a big screen behind you or over on the side of the auditorium with any kind of like, like now you're asking them to look away from you to something and then, and then bring their attention back to you. Whereas when it's right next to you on stage, you've got it all right there and you can kind of bring them into it, point to it and be like, here's the point I'm making, here's the idea, and then they're all right there with you. So when it comes to notes, right, no onstage monitor is there. Let's just say that you don't have that. And all you have is your notes. I want to reduce the amount of time that I'm spending reading or looking at something that they are not also reading or looking at. The big exception to this is the text, because when I'm reading the text, I'm also asking them to read the text with me, either on their phone or if on the Bible, if they brought one or on the screen. So this will be important later because I'm not suggesting not reading anything at all, but I am suggesting not reading anything your audience can't also see. So we'll dive more into kind of practical side of that later on, probably uh, next week in part two. 
So even if you would consider yourself effective at using notes, what if you could train yourself to go one step further and not use them at all? What if you could just have, what if you could have just as much of a content-rich experience without ever diverting away attention from your listeners? So this is like a, I think it's a worthwhile goal. And I think it's a worthwhile goal for the, the simple reason that attention is the most vital thing we have when we preach. It's the hardest thing to get and it's the hardest thing to keep once we have it, but it's the most important thing we need. Without their attention, without them listening, we can't impact them, right? Paul actually says hearing, like faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word or the message of Christ. So literally your listeners hearing what you're saying is everything. So if you don't have their attention, you don't have anything, which is why I asked this question. What if you could train yourself to go one step further and not use a model? What if you, not use notes at all? What if you could have just as much of a content rich experience? So you're not sacrificing anything, but you're also never diverting attention away from your listeners. What if we could aim for that end? And I'm not saying I hit that. I'm just saying it's a really, really crucial thing to aim for if attention is the most important thing. Because again, you could you could argue with me and you could say, no, attention is not the most important thing. The content is the most important thing. And I would say content is incredibly important, but content without attention doesn't mean anything because you can have tons of amazing content. And if nobody's listening, then it doesn't matter how good the content is, right? In the same way, you can have attention, like if they're listening to you, but your content's garbage, that's not good either. You need one and the other, but assuming your content is on point, and that we cover that in a lot of other things, but assuming your content is on point, it's rich, it's Holy Spirit-led, it's biblical, assuming all that, attention is vital, it is essential. So I wanna share with you a simple four-step process that will enable you to ditch your notes entirely. This may take longer for some than others, but if you want uh, this process, but if you work this process, you will be free of your dependency on notes altogether. We'll check out the first two steps in this episode, and then we'll do steps three and four in the next one. So number one, reduce the amount of notes you allow yourself. And then number two, build a flow of touch points and triggers. That's what we're going to talk about in the remainder of this episode. So number one, reduce the amount of notes that you allow yourself. I would suggest getting, I would not suggest getting up this Sunday without notes if you currently are accustomed to using them. So what I would not do is say, you know what? I'm gonna start preaching without notes. So I'm gonna go from my typical three pages of notes to nothing. <laughs> That's not a good idea, don't do that. This may lead you to forgetting your message entirely, causing panic to ensue inside your brain, Instead, begin reducing the amount of notes you use. If you currently use three pages, see if you can get everything onto two pages. Maybe after getting to two pages, you can reduce your notes down to one page. Eventually, you get used to what you have, so reduce it a little at a time and keep moving down until you get to one page. This exercise is important because it teaches you to drill down on what the most important ideas are. As you eliminate pages of notes, you end up distilling the most important things to communicate which end up being the bones of your message. I have found the easiest way for me to do this is to build my message notes around triggers and key ideas, which we'll get to that in a second. But I wanna, I wanna go back to this because this is, this is really kind of the whole point. The point is not that 
one page is better than two and two pages better than three, just in some arbitrary way. It's because this exercise teaches you to drill down on what the most important ideas are. It's the same concept of having a time limit. If you have a open-ended, you can just preach for as long as you want kind of situation, you're probably gonna have a pretty undisciplined message and you're probably gonna have a pretty undisciplined approach to your preparation. However, if you have a hard time limit of let's say 30 minutes and you gotta figure out how to get everything you wanna say into that time limit, you're gonna drill down on the most important things. It's the same way with this. If you have three pages and you go to two, if you have two pages and you go to one, you're gonna say, what is the most important ideas and what is the most concise way to say them? And how do I write them down for me so that I can see them and in the moment know how to translate it from that page into a compelling idea? As you eliminate pages of notes, you end up distilling the most important things to communicate which end up being the bones of your message. So what we're going here is, what we're going for is skeletal. We're, we're wanting to look and see basically the outline, bottom line, all the points. So the outline, the text, and then how we illustrate, apply, and teach each of the points in light of the text. Anything outside of that, and it's just ancillary. It's just fluff. It makes the sermon less punchy and it makes it less sharp. We're going for sharp, like we want to pack a tight punch. We want it to be sharp, not fluffy. Not we, We're not going for marshmallows. We're going for a rifle, right? I don't even know if that's a fair comparison, but you get the idea. We want it to be sharp. Number two, build a flow of touch points and triggers. Think through your message in terms of a flow. In the simplest terms, your message will begin with some sort of introduction, which will flow to the body of your content, which will flow to a conclusion. All along the way, you can set up triggers, which will help you think through what's next in your sermon. On my one page of notes that I still write for every sermon, I have a system of touch points and triggers. Even though I rarely read from them on stage, it's still helpful to make the notes as it aids me in internalizing my message and being able to deliver it without using my notes. Now, I wanna mention this. This is a really important thing. Preaching without notes does not mean that you have no notes, right? Preaching without notes actually requires a ton of preparation. And a lot of that preparation is gonna end up translating into words on paper notes so th this is this is the it, this is not just read the bible and think about it and get up and hope for the best you do a ton of preparation because the point of preaching without notes is not to reduce preparation that's never the key the the point of preaching without notes is to increase engagement so that you're continuing to engage with your listeners in a way that brings them into what you're doing. To build this out in your notes, ask two questions. What are my touch points? By this, I'm not just talking about the main points, but also every illustration, example, story, or thought you wanna communicate along the way. The second question is, how can I use triggers to tie them together in my brain? This second question is essential because you're going to ditch, because if you're going to ditch the notes, you have to drill down a logical flow that makes sense to you. If you're looking at your one page of notes, you should see a flow of touch points, ideas you want to communicate, and triggers, things that tie them together. This will enable you to see at a glance how the entire message flows. This is the same method some actors use to memorize lines. They break every scene down and know the first that, that first this happens, then I say this line, then she walks across the room, then the door opens, then I say that line, etc., etc. I'm not suggesting you approach your sermon like an actor saying lines. 
But in much the same way, the method of building a logical flow in your message will help you move away from dependency on your notes. So the way this works for me is I'm gonna go from a touch point, right? So I have a touch point here in this message that I, I did. So I say something like, when we find something we love, it disrupts our lives. When we love a person, we, will, we love what they love. The love we have for them changes us. That's one kind of idea, and that is a touch point. And the trigger that kind of captures my attention is this line, when we find something we love. So I know when I look down, all I have to do is see that when we find something we love, and I can say all that that I just said. When we find something we love, it captures our attention, it disrupts us. When it's a person, we love what they love, it changes our priorities, so on and so forth. Now that goes to the next kind of touch point, and the trigger there is this line, past priorities fade. So I'm taking this logical flow of when we find something we love, it changes us. The next thought is past priorities fade, they're replaced with new ones. Over time, who we are changes as a result. The same is true in our experience with God's love. Through The same is true when we experience God's love through Jesus. So those are that's just one example from one sermon out of context. <laughs> but basically, I'm just going from this thought to the next thought. I want my notes to tie them together, and I want it to all happen at a glance. And the whole sermon flows that way. So at any point on my message, I can just glance down and glance right back up and go into the thought because I'm prepared and I know what that trigger leads to. I know the touch point that that trigger leads to. Now, a lot of times people will comment that don't know that the, this Bible has notes in it. They'll think I'm not using notes. And I've had people say stuff like, oh, it's amazing that you're able to say all that you say and you don't even have notes. And I go, well, actually I do, you just don't see them and I don't ever really look at them that much, but they are there. And I do kind of read them from time to time. You just probably don't notice because it's all built into it and I'm not standing here like, like this reading them, okay? So again, the goal is not to just hate notes. Notes can be very, very vital. The goal is to, at this point, reduce them. So reduce the amount of notes you allow yourself, get down to one page, and then build a flow of touch points and triggers. Work on that this week. Next week for part two, we'll get back with the next thing you're going to do, part three and or number step three and step four. So for now, work on those two things. Let me know how it's going in the comments. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me, even without notes. Thanks for watching the Preaching Donkey Podcast.